welcome to the Converge One Tech Exchange, a podcast series that connects the technology community with top of mind insights that you can put into action. Converge One believes that leveraging technology to connect people with purpose is vital to achieve business outcomes. Please join our discussion and together, let's shape the future of the technology landscape in cloud, digital infrastructure, security, collaboration, customer experience, and beyond. Let's get our geek on. Kathy, I'm grooving with this. Yeah, man. I love it. Welcome to the Converge One Tech Exchange. I am your co-host, Brett Lathrop. And I'm Kathy Sobas. And uh, we are happy to have you. Um, thanks to all our crew who help us with logistics on this show, uh, the creation, and of course the content, which is inspired by our colleagues and the industry mavericks who dare to question convention and fear no labor, calf. <laughs> um, the right. website is converge1.com. Uh, you can also find us on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel where you can find this content. You've got us on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, and of course you can find me on Twitter at Brett Lathrop. And you? I'm at Kathy Sobas. That you are. Um, we've got a great show for him today, Kath. <laughs> Today's topic is bad actors aren't just for Oscar season, and we have some special guests. But first, we have some shout-outs. You know, always, we stand on the shoulders of giants. That's true. Right. Sorry, I'm just taking that music down. I can't I can't stand it because I just sing it the whole way through. Um, <laughs> yes, um, shout-outs are good. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Shout-outs are really yeah. good. good. No, no worries at all. So today, we're going to shout-out to Brian Krebs. Brian Krebs is an American journalist and investigative reporter, and he's best known for his coverage of profit-seeking cyber criminals. His interest grew after Computer Worm locked him out of his own computer in 2001. Can you imagine how that might have felt? Krebs, Krebs is also the author of a daily blog, KrebsOnSecurity.com, and that covers computer security and cyber crime. So thanks for all you do, Brian. Very good, Kath. Yes, Brian. That's a he's he's a good industry cat. Um, and and apropos to our conversation today. Um, all right, it's time for introdu introductions. Right, joining us on our virtual studio today are a couple key people, especially related to this scenario. Now, we're not saying Kath that they're bad actors, as it relates <laughs> to their capabilities on television oh, and no, media. Not at all. Um, and we're not saying necessarily that they're bad actors related to uh, cybersecurity, but they may have something to do with both of us. <laughs> they may. They may indeed. So <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure to introduce one of our guests today, Tim Femister. He's our vice president of Div digital infrastructure here at Converge One and the senior leader for our award-winning digital infrastructure group. And that group encompasses all functions of the national cloud, cybersecurity, data center, and enterprise networking technology practices. Tim is fiercely passionate about helping organizations connect, protect, and leverage their digital assets in a manner that drives transformational value. He's a frequent speaker and presenter on topics related to digital cloud, 
and security transformation, as well as an active member of the Forbes Technology Council and a contributor to Forbes.com. That's a heck of an in, uh, tee up. I mean, he's like the Vin Diesel of cybersecurity, essentially. I know. Welcome, Tim. The Vin Diesel. I am keeping that and I'm clipping that recording, putting that on my LinkedIn. Heck of an intro. Great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> Very good. Well, I have the honor of introducing our other guest. Gabrielle Lukianchuk is the Vice President of Marketing at Converge One, um, potentially the Molly Ringwald of marketing. I don't know if that's appropriate. I think there's a John Hughes reference here somewhere, but we can get into that at another time. <laughs> um, she joined Converge One in, uh, in 2020 to lead the marketing and hails from enterprise software and fi uh, fintech or finance tech industry with over 25 years of marketing executive leadership. She's a big believer in the intentional marketing that puts the customer front and center, which we love and we are super passionate as is she about technology that is purpose driven. Gabrielle, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with such a good group of people. So thank you. Uh, this is this is going to be a fun conversation. All right. Um, well, let's just put it out there. You two were featured in Designing Spaces on Lifetime, which is a cool show highlighting kind of uh, interesting things at the home or or, uh, or commercial level. Um, and we're going to get into the juicy behind the scenes stuff, uh, listeners. Um, but that's going to do, we're going to do that a little later. Kathy, that's called the audience teaser in the professional biz, right? We're gonna, <laughs> well, they get, the, they get the dirt that. on being on designing uh, spaces later. Um, okay. The topics for the uh, show um, are specifically around this, um, this kind of cybersecurity and remote working and scenarios there. So Gabrielle, as as we as you stated in that Design Spaces show, there's like an unparalleled number of people who are working from home remotely, right? right. And, and we know that obviously, especially in an that. industry right. kind of chat yeah. like this. Um, and and companies are realizing more than ever that you know it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be less productive having those people remote, right? But but at an industry level, I feel like we're being even bolder, which is what we're trying to do in a program like this. I mean, we're just flat out saying it ain't going back the way it used to be, right? We, it definitely has changed forever. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, to totally. I mean, you know, one of the terms that uh, that's been used is this notion of a hybrid workplace, right? Yeah. And you know, it's it's no longer an option like it was in the past with um, organizations thinking that they just need to address, you know, one or the other or a little bit of, of the other remote. Now it's so blended. Right. And in fact, um, a stat that I had mentioned on designing spaces is that about 60 percent of people are currently working at home or, or at the, at the office. And then there's 20% that are dedicated at home and another 20% dedicated at the office. So, I mean, you can see that trend and you, and you could feel it. I mean, we're yeah. all a part of it. We're all experiencing it. Um, and, uh, so it's really, uh, very transformational and, um, it's 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 the new normal as we like to say. Yeah, it's a radical shift. I mean, it's been exaggerated by COVID, right? It just it was a trend that was going, but it's just hyperbolically changed quickly to a significant amount of people in a hybrid state or an all, an offline state. So really interesting. Indeed. Yeah. 
So I'd like to switch gears a little bit and ask Tim a question, if I could. You know, Tim, in the show, the focus was both on personal and corporate initiatives that are happening today, right? So, so in our discussion, should we focus more on the business side or does the personal part play too big of a role to ignore? What I think is really incredible, right, is the two have merged completely, right? Previously, just a year ago, right, you're going to change the two were very separate. People were working from home, but it was a minority population. Today, your home and the business have merged into one. The home is now the gateway to the enterprise. And you think about all that's within your home environment, from your kids playing Fortnite or watching YouTube and taking down your bandwidth. I was on a conversation not long ago, and we couldn't couldn't hear the other person just because bandwidth issues and network issues at home, kids playing too many video games, whatever it is, and how do you control that? You look at some of the recent articles about a casino being hacked through a fish tank. You think about what's in your home, right? The level of security in your home for the various things and all of the devices you now have, how susceptible are they to intrusion? And your device, right? Your computer or everything you're leveraging is using that same network, right? Without corporate security living in your home, trying to make it secure, right? So you're kind of on an island, but you're also fully connected back into the home, into the enterprise. And it really is a unique time. You even think about things like Alexa in your home. You think about people in, whether it's a call center working from home, taking sensitive information verbally in the home, having it on speaker, what's being picked up by those devices. Can people drop in? What are the compliance issues? The two have completely and utterly merged, right? It's a fast, for someone like me in this space, it's an absolutely fascinating time. Oh, indeed, it's very fascinating, right? And when you're talking about the extension of the workplace into the home and, and with customers and customer data, that doesn't stop. You know, that actually exacerbates the issue that that we're faced with. So so now the face to the customer is really someone's home and what the environment is and, and all of those streaming services that you were mentioning and the devices and what's listening in and what isn't. So we definitely have different concerns now than we did a year ago or that we could even foresee a year ago as well. Absolutely. Think about how when all of start, the start of pandemic it was all a race. It was a race to how do I keep work moving? How do I get people home and functioning? How do I make sure the tools are available? How do we fix the things without having to wait six weeks for a hardware appliance at our office? How do we leverage cloud and move things faster? And in many cases, security took a second seat in a lot of those cases. You can take that as a from the purest view of, of unacceptable or the realist view of, hey, it had to happen. But for many organizations, that pace of change never really stopped after the start of pandemic. And so lots of organizations even now are starting to revisit, hey, we did all these things and security was was a, a, a thought, but it wasn't the focus. Now do we go back and refocus and how do we make the time to really look at how everything is operating and what kind of sensitive data is out there and how do we protect our, our corporate enterprise and our organization from susceptibility to attacks that may originate from the home, right? And so we're seeing this entire evolution of new types of conversations new emphasis around how do we look at this today, right? Because to, to Gabrielle's point previously, it's a hybrid workplace. We are no longer just going to be in the office or just at home. Every organization in the world, even if they go back to the office, they now have to be 100% ready to also operate 100% remote, right? And so we see lots of really interesting conversations taking place today around that concept of having kind of the duality, right. duality of that reality, um, so to speak. I mean, that's a terrible way to say it, but... The duality of kind of, hey, I have to do both, right? And what does that look like? And oh, by the way, 
probably leveraging the exact same IT budget I had last year or the year prior. Right? I'm not probably getting a lot more money for this. I'm using the same the same budget allocated to obscure both environments. Right, and the agility to basically move again into another more remote versus uh, on-prem type scenario if you need to in the future. So, um, yeah, that makes sense, Tim. I mean, let's get into the the bad actors specifically. Now, we need to talk offline. I've been like obviously like everybody else binging a lot of Netflix in the last year, um, and we need to talk offline about Eddie Redmayne and the trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, I'm really was. Was it that the uh, the other performances in that show were really so amazing that w- it, he almost seemed flat, or was it the type of character that the guy actually he was playing was just supposed to be boring? I don't know, but it's doing my head in now. Uh, anyway, I, I digress, but we, we I, we'll talk about that offline. Um, spe- specifically about cybersecurity teams. Um, obviously, your your teams are reporting an increase in hacking and scamming and you know many of those things, but. And a ton of people, especially in the in the designing spaces thing, obviously maybe not familiar with the data security or data breach, other than a very high level. But but specifically within the corporate space, right? It still relates in that there's those traditional applications that we use. Is it true? I mean, we really just don't know enough about how we're using those in a secure fashion. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it's very fair, right? I mean, going back to the idea of pace of change, right? Look at the Fortune. The Fortune.com, like Fortune CEO survey, number one concern, rapid pace of technological change. Number two is cybersecurity. And really what we saw through the pandemic was the merger of those two, right? Huge change, huge security implications. And with that, for, for bad actors, it is very opportunistic. This is when they go make their money, right? This is where, where they go buy a new car or a new plane is during times like this of crisis, where there's so much complexity, there's so much going on that they see as a great opportunity to take advantage of it. So much so, they started getting a bad rap, right? You kind of think, hey, hackers already have one. But they actually started looking at their own public image and started publicly saying, hey, we're not going to attack hospitals during this time of need to try to actually improve some of their public image based on what they were doing. But we've seen a remarkable increase in things like ransomware. I mean, again, kind of just look statistically, 2018, the average ransomware, average ransom cost was mm-hmm. two, three grand. 2015, it was 300 bucks. Today, it's well north of 100 grand and it's skyrocketing, right? So much so, right? The super majority of organizations that get hit with ransomware Amazing. now say, hey, I'm going to pay the ransom, right? Like I can't afford, like before I couldn't afford to be offline, but now I really can't afford to be offline. I can't afford all my people working from home, no one in the office. I can't afford to have an incident like that. So we're just going to pay, right? So we see hackers absolutely taking advantage of that. We're seeing an increase in exposure. We're not just, hey, I'm going to launch ransomware, but I'm also going to exfiltrate your data prior to encrypting it. And when I exfiltrate, I'm also going to expose it, right? We call it like the five visa of ransomware, the evolution that's taking place. But that to me is also right. fascinating, saying we're going to encrypt it. We're going to steal your data. We're going to expose it on the public web so everyone knows that you were hacked, right? The amount of pressure that's taken place in the last 12 months is, is been staggering. And the amount of money, right, that is now flowing into cyber criminal organizations is exponential from where it was just a year ago. Yeah. And so, and so in the spirit of this podcast, you know, yeah. we want to talk about some practical things. So if you're out there as a business leader listening to this or, or a member of, 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 a, of a business team that's kind of gaining some thoughts uh, themselves about how they approach this, I mean, what are some practical steps or ways that they can engage to get on that, on that map to figure this out, right? I'm sure they've got the various things going on, but you know, what, what would you suggest are those practical steps that get you going? 
Yeah, a lot of it's centered around just doing the basics, right? It's we're so focused on the the change, everything going on that oftentimes it's easy to forget about the simple things. The simple things like making sure all of your systems are patched and updated, right? There's over two million computers out there. Sorry, over a million computers out there that are still susceptible to WannaCry, which happened several years ago, just based on patching on not updating their systems. Things like endpoint security, having up to date high-quality leading endpoint security across all of your devices. If it's connecting back to your enterprise, it better have security on it. And that's not hard. These are not hard, difficult things to do. These are very quick, very easy, but they make a big impact, right? Making sure that yeah. if you're moving into cloud, as we all are, right? And the pace of cloud mm -hmm. has rapidly increased as people look to your point earlier, Brett, around resiliency, agility, be more adaptive, making sure you have a concentrated strategy, both cloud as well as premise. In many cases, we see people having a really good strategy around the premise infrastructure. But when it moves into the cloud, it's like, okay, that's we don't really understand that. We're moving fast. We're trying to get there, trying to be agile, but we don't necessarily have a security strategy. And so just doing some of those basic items, right? And also data protection, right? We've worked with um, a school district and a couple other other cases where we've seen them impacted with ransomware and with some, some intelligence solutions around data protection. We're actually able to save all of the data, restore it and reinstate, whether it's learning, business, patient care. And we've seen the flip side where we don't have some of those things, the basic things around data protection, basic backups. And we've actually had to rebuild entire systems from scratch taking several months. Again, these are not necessarily technically difficult things, but they are really critical basics that if we all have, that's kind of like the 80-20, kind of gets you 80% of the way there. And that alone really helps fight against things like modern day ransomware and modern day hacks that we see is so prevalent in the news every day. Yeah, those are good. That's so disruptive, so disruptive to have happen to any of the businesses that you're talking about there, Tim. Absolutely. But so let's think about this in terms of bringing it back to everyday business leaders. And so Gabrielle, um, that mix of threat mitigation with the challenges of social interaction, right? We're all remote now. I just want to go out and hug people, but I can't. Uh, so how do we become more social uh, in this world that we live in with all those cri those criminals and that criminal behavior? Yeah, you know, I, I think what I have found in my experience, especially over the last year, I mean, I when I joined Converge One, um, I haven't had the opportunity to go. I started right when all this change started happening, when people were working remotely. And um you know, I, I think that the having the video on, um, meeting with people on a regular basis, making sure that you're trying to um, think about, you know, how you make your content engaging and working with one another, um, you know, obviously in a secure fashion. But I, I think all of those elements are really, really important, um, you know, and, and I think I think everybody is learning as we go. Right. I mean, nobody has been there, done that. We're all experiencing this for the first time. So I think it's also really important to um, try new things and make sure that depending on, you know, in my case, in marketing, um, you know, it's it's a creative process. It's a strategic process. There's so many different elements in the mix. Um, so I use a number of different um, remote uh, working video capabilities and 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 different types of of tools so that I can make it as engaging for my team as possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and so this probably won't change for the future, as we started out by saying, right? 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it changing. I mean, from my perspective, this is, uh, you know, like I said earlier, this is our new normal. This is the and, and, and actually, you know, it's interesting how you feel um, in some respects, having done this now over the last year, you really can hone in on being productive, um, effective, and in some cases more so. <laughs> Then, then you know, right. the travel time, right? Getting to the office and and going traveling somewhere. Hey, there's nothing like being together with your people, right? Um, and and uh, having that social interaction. But I'll tell you, um, I, I have found that my team and I have been super productive in this environment. Oh, no doubt. No more water cooler talk, right? We don't we don't have the ability to do that when we leave our office. Uh, exactly. We just come right back in. So, uh, no doubt at all. There, no doubt at all. Um, so, Brett, what are you thinking here? Well, I, I, I could just keep talking about this uh, practically all day, um, but enough about bad actors as it relates to cybersecurity. Let's get into <laughs> what was it like being involved with a, a television yeah. show production, designing spaces, right? Um, what was it like working with that team, especially since I, I assume you didn't get to go into a studio somewhere, right? Yeah, Tim. Why don't you Why don't you share? Tim. Tim was. Uh, t- it, it, first of all, it was fun um, and a really great experience. But Tim, what do you, What do you, What was your experience like? Because we were kind of tag teaming it together, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say sorry enough. Gabrielle's like recording portion was much much more crisp, right? She was on point, knew what she was talking about. They were they had to be much more patient with me going through a longer a longer part. But I actually flew into into Florida. We were at the studio, but I thought that was great. I thought, hey, being at the studio, it's a great thing. Got a professional setup, and the team was incredibly professional. But what I didn't realize is they were also filming the the rest of the part of the show as well. And it's a home improvement show. And so you have saws oh. and hammers and everything else. And so we were literally, as I was oh my doing gosh. take after take going through it, we were literally saying, hey, you got to hurry. We got like five minutes left until the saw starts. And then we're like stuck with trying to figure out, is it going to be background noise? And so oh, that's pressure. I'm trying, I'm trying to hurry it through. And they're like, no, no, do it again, do it again. But uh, so we, we made Things it Things you would never think you'd have to do. Yeah. Now, now for, for those of us that are hams and may have treaded the boards on a play at one point, not calling myself out, Kathy, but you know I am uh-huh. ham. I think you are. Um, Tim, was this the first time you, you wore high definition makeup, for example, for the video? You know, because you looked great. Actually, there was no makeup. It, it was it was three guys, right? They looked at me and they said, "You're fine." Travels on site to someone's home, and so they're like, "Yeah, you're good, right?" Kind of just the cat. You're walk be, fur, be far enough away, be at least twelve feet, so we can't see your your sweat listening or anything else. And, and, that, was, and that was it. So that was uh, I don't know if I was pleasantly surprised or or not, but uh, but it was a, it was a really fun. it was a really Really fun experience. And as mentioned, get once we got to Gabrielle's part, it was it was smooth sailing, right? It, it was crisp and clear. And they're like, why didn't she just take all of it? So they were they were wishing oh, she had well, the rest of it. Way too kind. I I think Tim, you did an amazing job, and it was it was great. You know, I, I I've said to um, people who've asked what the experience was like, and I said, you know, you know, you always hope that the other person that you're doing something like this kind of a production with um, is is as great as somebody like Tim. So um, I was very fortunate for my uh, first uh, TV debut there. <laughs> Thank you. Did How you, exciting. How exciting. Did you get your union card? Your IMDB yeah. reference? I think it's in the mail. 
Brett. <laughs> we won't talk about the mail. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> right, you know? Uh, well, Kathy, the music means that we have to get on with the rest of our job. We can't just sit here and talk on a podcast all day, although I'd love that if everybody starts listening so much. we got to carve it out. I don't know. Um, yeah. What yeah, a couple great. of great guests for this topic around cybersecurity, remote working, and all of that. Tim and Gabrielle, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the Tech Exchange. Thank you. Thank you for having uh, us. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, uh, Kath, um, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks for all those likes out there. Make sure you tell all your friends about our podcast, uh, the Converge One Tech Exchange. The, um, the Converge One Tech Exchange podcast comes out regularly. Questions, comments, topic ideas. Please comment or contact us and we'll engage. Maybe you'll get on the show. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for good good guests and good content. Uh, that was fun. It was. May the work you all do be animated with purpose. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining the Converge One Tech Exchange. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send your request to techexchange at convergeone.com. And please follow Converge One on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for updates about new episodes.